It's another chilly day in Ellensburg, and it's another Thursday, and guess what time that is? It's time for Across the Blue Line. All your latest hockey information and all of the hot takes coming from us two, Danny DeBock and Derek Harper, here at KCWU Ellensburg, and let's get right into it with our first topic. First, it's a team that is starting to struggle. It's the Minnesota Wild, and boy, have they ever struggled. <clears throat> they have lost games in heartbreaking fashion. They played the last-place New Jersey Devils at home and had a 4-1 to lead and lost it. In a final count of 5-4 to four that ended on an egregious turnover by Devin Dubnik in his own zone that led to a game-winning overtime goal. And in the game prior against the Philadelphia Flyers, it was the Wild who held a 4-2 lead at one point before the Flyers clawed their way back and won the game. And then... On Hockey Day in America, they got shut out by the St. Louis Blues at home 4 to nothing, and not to mention, for even worse measure, two nights ago against the Anaheim Ducks, who are in a tailspin, obviously, it was the Ducks who shut out the Wild by the same score of 4 to nothing. Now, before the New Jersey Devils game, where they blew that lead to the last-place Devils, Minnesota Wild head coach Bruce Boudreaux guaranteed that the Wild were going to the playoffs. Derek Harper, hearing this, what does this tell you about the prospects for this Minnesota Wild team having have already lost five games in a row as of late? So, Danny, I mean, I get, I understand the head coach saying they're going to make the playoffs, and any any coach can say they're going to make the playoffs. Any player can say, yeah, our goal is to make the playoffs. You can say that from game one to game 1,000. But when it comes down to it, you got to be real and you got to you got to give it your all every game. And when you're losing things like these, having these skids, you can't say things like that. You're on a skid and you can't. Uh, you must be trying to comfort your fans or something because that is a, something that you have no basis to state that. There's no you can't back it up with wins. You say, hey, look at our wins. Oh wait, there are actually losses, or. I mean, maybe their schedule coming up is a little easier. I, do, I don't know, but there's really no reason that coach should have said that, Danny. To keep in context, the games that are coming up from Minnesota, the next there's the game tonight against the Rangers that's in New York, and then they play in Detroit. That means two teams outside of the playoff picture are coming up, but then afterwards, the schedule gets very cloudy. They first play a St. Louis Blues team on Sunday where who beat them 4 nothing already. Then they play the Jets, a playoff team. The Flames, near first place in the West. The Predators come after them, and that's a team that always seems to be around come playoff time. Then comes the Predators yet again in a in a home-and-home home series. Then they play the Lightning, and then they finally get a non-playoff team against the Panthers before they have to play... Two more playoff teams coming up in the sh- in the Sharks and the Dallas Stars. Derek Harper, this schedule is, does not seem <clears throat> to favor this Minnesota Wild team. Yeah, Minnesota, they're having some struggles. And if they have an even harder struggle coming up, um, possibly, and they have hard schedules, hard games, how can you say you're going to make the playoffs, Danny? Doesn't make sense. For sure, Derek. And to keep in mind, this Minnesota team does have veteran presence that's able to 
potentially bring this team out of a an abyss that they're in right now. Bruce Boudreaux has been to the playoffs quite often as a head coach for the Anaheim Ducks in, in years past, and now he's with the Minnesota Wild, so he knows what it what it, what it takes to make the postseason. Plus, they have veterans such as as Eric Stahl and Ryan Suter, who have been to the playoffs quite often and have that playoff experience that teams need. But as of late, it's clearly not showing, but they do have the talent level to be within this conversation. It's, and it's similar to the Anaheim Ducks, as we discussed last week on our show, Derek, of how the Ducks have the talent, but they aren't showing it by their performance on the ice. And this could be this, the same could be said for this Minnesota Wild team. But however, a look, a look at the Western Conference playoff standings coming into to this uh, coming into tonight. It's the Minnesota Wild who currently stand right on the cusp of the wild card playoff positioning. So the Wild are currently in a playoff position, but in in just a blink of an eye, they can. <laughs> They can quickly fall off as the Wild are one six and three in their last ten games, and they seem to be going through a tailspin. But what could, if you're the Minnesota Wild, what can you do here? You can, I mean, I think the trade deadline's coming up, so maybe you can make a trade here or there. I know they've already made the one, and I don't think they won that trade by any means. Um, but really, you got to stay ahead of the other teams. You have within one point of you, Dan. You have the Colorado Avalanche, who have been hot and cold. Arizona, who is surprisingly hot this season. Granted, they're not in the playoff picture, but by hot, I mean better than the past few years. Chicago, who's been struggling, they're rising up a little. And then you have the Canucks, who haven't been doing well. We'll get to them later, but they have the potential to rise up too. So Minnesota has to watch that. And even, even both them, they're the Ducks. I mean, everybody's within eight points, really. Even the last place Kings. So the Minnesota has to watch it. They have to someone get their act together. I'm thinking it's maybe like the Ducks, where it's maybe internal conflicts. But they got to get it figured out if they're going to actually live up to the coach's award and actually make the playoffs. I I like what you said there, Derek, of how all the teams are within are uh, are within that grasp of that final playoff spot. The team that really sticks that sticks out to me personally is the Chicago Blackhawks because in their last ten games they are just destroying teams. Did you see the game a few nights ago, Derek, where Chicago won eight to seven against Ottawa? Now that is a game that. All the fans go home happy. True, but however, Danny, you have to look at that game and not saying they're bad defense because they have been winning games. They have been winning. However, you can't let in, and granted, it was against the Senators too. You can say that. But even other teams, that shows a lack of defense at times. You are you won, but you allowed seven goals. But then again, look at the veterans that the Chicago team has. True. They have great great players there there's four of them at least that have won a grand total of 12 Stanley Cups be- combined between those four that being in Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, Jonathan uh, Brent Seabrook and then Duncan Keith between those three stars or those four stars contain a grand total of 12 Stanley Cups and that's experience that the other teams on this list do not have outside of Anaheim, which seems to be dead in the water right now. In my eyes, I, I'd say Chicago's a team that's not only going to take that spot from Minnesota, 
who seems to be trending downward. Well, they are trending downward, but to me, Chicago is not only going to make, going to make the playoffs, but they will also have the the MVP of the league in Patrick Kane because of how he's able to carry that team. But that's another discussion for another day. But the bottom line is, this Minnesota team is in trouble, and they need all the help in the world. Moving on from the Western Conference and the shaky wildcard picture, we will get back to that in just a moment. But first, let's talk about a team that doesn't seem to garner mo- many headlines across the National Hockey League circles, and that is the Carolina Hurricanes. And what's so Bunch special? Bunch of jerks. What? I don't know if you've seen that, Danny. They've been cel- have these weird celebrations the Canes have, and Don Cherry labeled them as a bunch of jerks. But this new ownership has led them to win games left and right. And they're a team that's having fun. They have those post-game sellies that are labeled as a bunch of jerks. And there is a, really a watch-out team. They made a trade. You got Nino Niederreiter from the Wild. The Canes are a real deal, Danny. They're a threat. For sure, Derek. And this Carolina team in their last 10 games is 7-3. and three, And that's only one point behind the surging Philadelphia Flyers in their last 10. And... The team that I would look out for as far as trending downward that could take, that could have their spot taken by either Carolina or Philadelphia are the Columbus Blue Jackets and how they have lost two straight games in a row against teams that, that they should be contending with if they want to make the playoffs. And, and it clearly shows in having lost to Montreal two nights ago by the score of 3-2 and then getting blown away by the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-1. to That shows that this Columbus team is starting to struggle. But for the Carolina Hurricanes, they have been red hot. They have great scoring from, from Sebastian Ajo, who has... A grand total of 67 points at the time of this recording. He has been on fire as of late for Carolina, which is great to see for a team that hasn't had much success as of late. And they have been winning, and they have been winning consistently. They've been winning games against teams that they should be winning against the Senators. They they won 4-1 to against the Edmonton Oilers, a 3-1 to victory. They shut out the high-flying Dallas Stars. They went to Madison Square Garden to shut out the Rangers 3 to nothing. And they've when they needed the offense, they brought it by beating the Buffalo Sabres in overtime 6-5. to And then for for good measure, they even shut out the Pittsburgh Penguins four to nothing. And not to mention, with more wins in the past against the Gold, the Vegas Golden Knights, they put up seven goals on the Edmonton Oilers on the road. And they have been they have shown that they can they can win big. They've beaten the Predators in the past. They they went to New York to beat the Islanders at, on the road. They've beaten the Red Hot Flyers. They have won games against teams that that have Stanley Cup potential, and that brings up the question with the scoring threats in Sebastian Ajo, Tavo Teravine, and, and veteran presences just like Justin Williams, and goaltenders that also play a big role with with the the committee of Peter Mrazek and Curtis McElhenney. Should we, Derek Harper, start to consider this Carolina team as a definite threat in the near future? Yeah, for sure. Since their one trade with Nino Niederreiter joining the team, he sparked him. He had a massive point streak, multiple goals a game, and had probably some passes here to get on the score sheet. But this Carolina team, they're having the fun post-game celebrations, which is driving them up. That's giving them the fun and energy. And I mean, it's just they have the haters out there with like Don Cherry saying, oh, they're a bunch of jerks. And 
They have the motivation to win games. They're winning games. A team like this is gelling. And pretty soon, the fans will be coming in, filling the building when they didn't used to. I mean, this Canes team is something else, and I do believe they're a real threat here soon. They have the young talent, and they're, they're back, Danny. They may be back at the same at the same point. You have to take into account that the teams that, that that they're trying to, the Canes are trying to overcome. You have the Philadelphia Flyers who are charging right in and they're making a push with Carter Hart in the goal. And also, don't forget they're as a dark horse maybe the Florida Panthers, but they have won their last three straight, which means they're also not too far behind. I I wouldn't be surprised if this playoff picture really considerably changes during the course of this these final few months. It's going to be f- great to watch these these teams carry themselves <clears throat> out throughout the season, see which teams surge and which teams plummet. That's for sure, Danny. There's a lot of teams right now that are struggling, a lot of teams that are winning, and some teams are coming up the ladder whether it's motivation because of their goalie and net or other things off ice, on ice, there's going to be some changes here late season. It's going to be interesting to see what unfolds. Now that's the Eastern Conference playoff picture concerning the wild card. Let's go back into the Western Conference and a team that's very close to home in the Vancouver Canucks. And boy, they, they have been having their issues, Derek. They've, they've lost to games that they clearly should have been in and they have been they have lost in horrible fashion at times the one game that comes out to me is a game against the anaheim ducks a team that we have time and time again on this show have have detailed that this team is is really trending in the wrong wrong direction they and it's the vancouver canucks who play this anaheim ducks team and they get shut out by rookie goaltender Kevin Boyle in his first NHL start and and don't get me wrong it's it's Kevin Boyle's first start I get it I understand it but with this Anaheim Ducks team trending downward there is no reason why you should even be messing around with this Anaheim Ducks team if you're trying to make a playoff push. That's why it seems as if Vancouver is falling off of a cliff. Why? Because you can also look to the game prior against the San Jose Sharks. Don't get me wrong, the Sharks are near the top as far as the Western Conference playoff standings are concerned, but they gave up seven goals in that affair, and at the end of the second intermission, the score was 6-1, to one, Derek. This shows that this Vancouver Canucks team has problems, and they don't seem to be much of a threat in the days to come. Danny, I'm looking at an article here by the Vancouver Courier, and it's not that they don't have issues because they are a rebuilding team, but do you know the amount of injuries they've had? Sven Berchi, Alex Edler, Thatcher Demko, Brandon Sutter, Jacob Marstrom, Chris Tanev, Jake Furtanen. I mean, they have had had to call up an emergency goalie from the OHL. They've had to call up a guy from the AHL. I mean, they have had injury after injury. They haven't been able to have any constant lines. They've had, I mean, they've had goalies in and out. I really can't fault them for this. I mean, I'm sure they're struggling and not as motivated with all that. But even then, they haven't had a steady, constant line. They haven't had their old team all together. They're just having some bad luck. Injuries play a, a considerable role when it comes to the success of a team, and that sh- that shows 
why Vancouver isn't doing as well as they have in in recent weeks. And this is a clear-cut example. And with these injuries, who knows when all the Vancouver Canucks talent will will reemerge? And it it might be in, it might not be until the end of the season when the Vancouver Canucks are way out of the playoff picture, where they will finally be healthy and they may not even be in a suitable form to return to full speed for regular season or or I could even dare say postseason speed level that's why this Vancouver Canucks team is not only a concern for the near future but as far as their season it's in it's in quite a bit of jeopardy I they are 3 6 and 1 in their last 10 games however they did make a trade for Ryan Spooner from the Oil uh, Oilers and He's expected to step directly, Danny, from this Vancouver Courier article, directly into the Canucks' top six. And he, he could also serve as a fill-in for Berchi if he's out long-term. So, he has Spooner. He's a great player. And he's about to stop in the top six lineup. He, he could bring some motivation and some energy and possibly help get this team back on track. Well, well, well only, ha- only time will tell whether that will happen, obviously. But... At this point, it seems as if things are going downhill. We've detailed that the Ducks are going downhill. We just noted about the Minnesota Wild and how they are starting to, to, to fall off a cliff. And also this Vancouver team. Who knows? Maybe it'll be one of these teams that rallies to hang on to a playoff spot. We will only, we'll only know once time wears itself out. So there's plenty to go on from there. Now let's move on from the... Western Conference in the insane playoff picture. And let's move into a more recent topic. Coming up on Saturday, finally from Lincoln Financial Field. See what I did there? It's the Pittsburgh Penguins against the Philadelphia Flyers. And this is not only a great matchup as far as as teams are concerned for right now with the Penguins having had their recent struggles and the Philadelphia Flyers trending on their way up, it seems as if the Penguins have finally figured out what has been wrong with them. At the same time, the Flyers seem to have it together, you could say. And and these two teams did meet in a matchup prior that was 1-4 by the Pittsburgh Penguins by the final count of 4-1. to That was played in Philadelphia, but this time we're playing outdoors in Lincoln Financial Field, the home of the Philadelphia Eagles. But to keep this in mind, this is a great a great moment for the city of Philadelphia to have a game here in Lincoln Financial Field. Indeed, Danny. And one thing you have to look for in this matchup, and I know history isn't really something we got to credit, but the Penguins have played quite a few outdoor games over the past few years for the Winter Classic and maybe even a past stadium series. So the Penguins know how to play outside, and that's going to give them an edge at least for a, for a little. and But the Flyers are red hot right now with Carter Hart in that. And it's also outdoors, so it's his first outdoor game, so that'll be fun for him to watch or for him to be in and for us to see how he does there. Here's an interesting t- statistic to look after. The Pittsburgh Penguins in outdoor games have a record of 2-2, two and two, while on the other hand, the Philadelphia Flyers are 0-3. Oh sure, that is past history, but the Philadelphia Flyers are the hotter team. During our picks segment that is coming very coming up very soon, 
Derek and I will be making our picks for the stadium series game between these two teams. And boy, it's going to be a dandy and it'll be something special to behold. And with the Philadelphia Eagles and the success that they had in recent years, winning a Super Bowl title, their first in franchise history for the stadium series to come to Lincoln Financial Field. It's just another testament to how great of a sports city that Philadelphia is and, and Pittsburgh as well, because both these two f- sports fan bases are very passionate for their sports teams and it shows whenever these two teams match up the fl- the Flyers and the Penguins and and nothing epitomizes such a rivalry as this one so it will be a great game to watch I am sure from both ends from both perspectives from a Flyers perspective in the same case from the Pittsburgh end of things so it's going to be a game to watch that's that could be the turn of the tide between one of the NHL stars that has already made it in Sidney Crosby and maybe the emergence of Carter Hart. We'll have to wait and see. But that is that's going to be a special game regardless of whatever the outcome transpires between two teams that are looking to make their push into the NHL postseason. Let's move on from the NHL and let's swift let's swift over to a more local perspective, and that's in the Western Conference of the Western Hockey League. And there are two teams that seem to have emerged themselves as true contenders on the Western Conference side of things in the Vancouver Giants and the Everett Silvertips. Both teams are red hot with both teams on top of their respective divisions comfortably. So my question for you, Derek Harper, is... Which team seems to seems to have more of the requisites to go deep in the Western Conference? Is it the Vancouver Giants or the Everett Silvertips? Dan, I can't believe I'm saying this because I've always rooted against them, but um, I'd say the Everett Sil- Silvertips are the tougher team. They are a team that has always had a solid foundation in net. They've had great goal scorers, great players on defense. The Giants, they're great and all. They don't have as many points as the tips. But then they also, the Giants have been a team where they can get red hot, but you can also go up there and mow mow them down. So they can't find that steady consistency sometimes. Like, I mean, granted, they've been playing some tough teams, like the Hawks they lost to in their own building. But the Hawks were probably road ready too. They played two straight home games, went up there, beat them. So Vancouver has... Spots they could work on, obviously. And Everett, they have a solid foundation all the way around. They can go into your building, you go to theirs. They're probably going to win the game. Everett is a very tough team. Not saying they can't be beat. Because they have lost games, obviously, this season. But they haven't lost many, Danny. They're 41-14-1. That's pretty dang good. They've won 41 games and lost 14 with an overtime loss and a shootout win with two shootout losses. Here's what I see. There's a Vancouver Giants team that is red hot. They have won eight eight of their last ten games, granted, and they are clearly a threat. Here's what 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 makes me decide between these two teams. It depends upon the divisions that they're playing against. And you look at the teams within the BC division in Victoria and Kelowna and Kamloops and Prince George. And 
The best team within this mix is Victoria with 63 points. On the other hand, on the U.S. division side of things, in the wildcard positions, they the Spokane Chiefs have a better record than the second-place team in the B.C. division. So looking at the standings itself, there are three teams who have a better record than the next best challenge in the BC division for the Vancouver Giants. And my point is behind this is that the Everett Silvertips team is a bigger threat because they play more competitive competition. And with the heavy competition, that makes a team more capable and because of that experience against tougher opponents than prepares them for teams such as such as a Vancouver Giants team potentially down down the road that that seemed to be more of a challenge because the Vancouver Giants team will be playing against lesser opponents and then come the Western Conference final when they meet the Everett Silvertips and when that happens then they're playing against a team that is very experienced and they've played heavy competition and a Vancouver Giants team will be playing down to lower teams' level. That's why the Everett Silvertips, to me, are more of a threat. I agree, Danny, but you also can't say that those two will meet in the Western Conference Finals right now, most likely, but there could be other teams that upset them. The Hawks could beat them. I mean... You're biased. A little, but then you have the Royals, too. The Royals are that weird team. And you have those Tri-City Americans who are scrappy and all, but it's going to come down to, I think, the top three. You're going to have Vancouver, the Hawks, and the Tips. It's going to be fun to watch. Well, bottom line, it's going to be rousing no matter which way you can script it, obviously. So we'll just have to wait and see as the postseason winds around, and it seems as if both these two teams will comfortably win, win their divisions because both teams are surging at the right time and at the same point that they either have great goaltending, well, both teams have great goaltending to also assist with great offenses, which both of these two teams possess. That's why, well, it all boils down to competition, and to me, Everett seems to be the more suited team because of the competition that they face in the U.S. division, but only time will tell, and only one team will become the Western Conference champion. So let's move on from that. Now let's move on to our pick segment finally, and we will go into detail about these picks. So let's get right into the pick section, and let's go right into it. First, let's start with games that are going on tonight. First, let's begin with the San Jose Sharks, who are traveling to Pittsburgh, and they will be taking on the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last meeting before they, the Penguins head over to the outdoor game against the Flyers. But first, it's the Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins. Derek Harper, you love to pick for you love to pick your San Jose Sharks. Who are you picking in this affair between the Sharks and the Pittsburgh Penguins? Let me look at Danny. These two teams are going to be fun. And you go to the Sharks and the Penguins, they're both hot teams. Pittsburgh's a great team and all, but the Sharks have been hot. They had an intense game with the Bruins the other night, as you and I saw. I got to go with Eric Carlson and the Sharks. As I'm looking through the win probability, it seems as if Pittsburgh has a 50, they have a 54% chance of winning, and not to mention that Pittsburgh seems to be heating up right now and are cleaning up their power play struggles that we mentioned last week. And considering the talent level that this 
Pittsburgh team brings to the table. I am picking Pittsburgh not only because of that, but also because they are the home team, <laughs> and because you're playing at home at PPG Paints Arena, which is a a home ice advantage for the Penguins, as they have won seven. They have a record of 17, 11, and two at home. That's why I'm picking the Pittsburgh Penguins over this the San Jose Sharks, who are traveling to the East Coast. And as we know, teams that are going from coast to coast tend to struggle, and the Sharks do not have the best of away records. That's why I am picking the Pittsburgh Penguins in that affair. Now let's move on to a matchup between the red-hot Philadelphia Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. Derek, who is your pick in this playoff affair between two teams that are right in the mix of the Eastern Conference wildcard positioning? Well, Danny, I know Carter Hart's hot and the Flyers are hot. However, that Bell Center, they get packed and they love their Habs. I'm going with the Canadiens on home ice. Montreal does play well at home, but there is there they haven't met a team quite like the Philadelphia Flyers yet. And Carter Hart has been on fire as of late, even though they are the road team. And and even considering their struggles early on down the stretch, Philadelphia has been red hot, and they're looking for a high note to finish going into their outdoor game. That is why I am picking the Philadelphia Flyers in that affair. Staying with games that are going on tonight, the St. Louis Blues, who have been red hot with their goaltender Jordan Bennington, are heading to Dallas to take on the Dallas Stars. And it's a St. Louis team that it has won their last 11 games in a row. That's absolutely insane with their goaltender Jordan Bennington and Vladimir Tarasenko, who have contributed Ryan O'Reilly perhaps the most to this winning streak so you may have given a clue Derek Harper to who you're picking so I'll let you make your make your pick between these two teams in the, the St. Louis Blues who are traveling to American Airlines Center to take on the Dallas Stars so the, I when I was making my picks uh, last night I was going through them and having it this this is one of the last ones I chose because I just couldn't decide but those Blues have been red hot. I got to go with them. Bennington has been an anchor in that, and they, they're a team that until they lose, you can't really pick against them, Danny. Well, here's the deal. They are traveling to Dallas, and the atmosphere, the Dallas is a great home team. Not quite so much as far as away games are concerned, but they are playing in Dallas, and it's quite a home ice advantage for this Dallas team. And not to mention, this is a division rival, and with div- interdivision games, you never know what to expect. So I'm going to take the Dallas Stars in this one because they are at home, and also with the fact that this is a division rivalry, and that's why I'm picking Dallas over the 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 red-hot St. Louis Blues. Now let's move on to our final game. We detailed the struggles with the Vancouver Canucks, and a few weeks ago we did go into detail about how hot the Phoenix the Phoenix Coyotes Arizona are. Arizona Coyotes, Danny. The, Coyote, the, the Coyotes right now stand only one point behind the Minnesota Wild, which obviously that's bound to change. So I did say the Phoenix Coyotes, but it's, well, I'm still living in the past, but it's the Arizona Coyotes who are traveling to Vancouver to take on the Vancouver Canucks, who seem to be struggling. So, Derek, who is your pick in this affair? This is a little biased. However, this Vancouver team, when they're at home, they do fairly well. They do lose some games here or there. But, I mean, I've even seen these two teams in person. And this Canucks team against Arizona in Vancouver, all the crazy Nux fans, i, I got to go with the Nux. I don't see them losing to Arizona at home. 
Well, you you had you forgot to take this into account of all the teams that are out of the playoffs, uh, playoff Western Conference playoff picture. There are only two teams that have a winning record on the road and one of those teams is the Arizona Coyotes who do have a winning record on the road and that is in a Vancouver Canucks team that that is 13 11 and 3 at home and that does not match the Arizona Coyotes record of 16 14 and 2 who well the Canucks have a record of 13 11 and 3 at home and the Coyotes are 16 14 and 2 on the road. That's why I am picking the road team. I'm picking the Coyotes to win this one. Now let's move on to a game tomorrow and it's a rematch of the Western Conference Finals between the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights and Derek, I know that you always pick the Vegas Golden Knights because they're playing well when they're at home, they seem to be a big team to play against. Are you going to pick the home team Vegas Golden Knights again? I wanted to, but this Jets team has been too good. I mean, I think this is also one of the last matchups I chose. I went through and got the easy ones and went to the harder ones. And I'm choosing the high f- soaring Jets, Danny. The Vegas Golden Knights, although they do have a fearsome record at home they are three and seven in their last 10 so i will have to side with Derek by by the account of winnipeg being the better the hotter team they have a better record and that's why winnipeg with their offensive weapons tending to be hotter right now that's why i'm picking the jets over the golden knights tomorrow in vegas now let's move on to the games on Saturday, and boy, we have quite a few for you. First, it's a matchup between the Boston Bruins, who are traveling to St. Louis to take on the St. Louis Blues. So, Derek, you have a Blues team that that is playing tomorrow against Dallas, and they could have a 12-game winning streak, and they're playing the Bruins at home finally after after that road trip. Who comes out on top in this affair between two red-hot teams? Um, I want to go with the Blues here because they're at home and all, but I got to go with the Bruins. The Bruins are a top team, and I just I couldn't go against the Bruins. They've been playing. They played the Sharks well out in San Jose, and they won in overtime. I have to go with the Bruins in St. Louis. And we have detail of how great the St. Louis Blues are. But the Bruins, however, have acquired points in their last 10 games. And you have to believe the Bruins are a team that's coming under the radar. And they have great goaltending in Tuka Rask. And they seem, to be, they seem to be playing some playoff hockey right now. That's why I'm also siding with Derek. And I'm picking Boston in this affair. Now, staying on, on the topic of Saturday, it's the Carolina Hurricanes, who we know are red hot, and they are traveling to Dallas to take on the Dallas Stars. Derek, who's your pick in this affair? Nino Niederreiter, Victor Ajo, and the Carolina Hurricanes. Well, I did detail earlier in my past pick of the Dallas Stars' success at home. And that is proven to be quite a weapon for this Dallas team. There, the energy with that is brought in the American Airlines Center is world class and far beyond yeah. what is Sebastian considered- Ah Ah Aho. Though he's talented, man. 
Well, then you also have to take into account all-stars such as Tyler Sagan, Jamie Benn, and great goaltending from Ben Bishop and Kari Lettinen, who have really shown up as a late for this Dallas Stars team, a team that has struggled with goaltending, but they seem to be getting it together. And that's why I'm picking Dallas in this affair to win over the Carolina Hurricanes in, in this Saturday matchup. Now let's move on to yet another pick. Let's stay on the topic of Saturday. The struggling Columbus Blue Jackets hosts the San Jose Sharks. Dang, this is one of my easier picks. As much as I wanted to go with the Blue Jackets on home ice, the way we saw them get blown out the other night and the way uh, Artemi Panera is going to be out for a while being he's ill, I got to go with the Sharks here. I'm picking the Blue Jackets, and why? The San Jose Sharks are traveling to the East Coast, and... When you are traveling on the East, there's always that jet lag that you face from traveling consistently all over the place, and the Blue, Blue Jackets will be well-rested, and that is why I am picking the Blue Jackets at home for this affair. Now, the Hockey Night in Canada matchup that all of Canada will be tuning in for. The Montreal Canadiens are traveling to Toronto to take on the Toronto Maple Leafs, and that is one of the legendary matchups that everyone enjoys watching. So, Derek Harper, who comes out in this one? As much as I wanted to choose Montreal and I wanted to choose them because of how good they are and stuff, I got to go to Toronto Maple Leafs with Austin Matthews, John Tavares, and Cal. I'm looking at teams that are desperate, and Montreal is right on the cusp of the playoff picture. With the Canadians being more desperate, I'm taking Montreal in this affair. Now let's move on. Before we pick the Stadium Series game, let's first go to a matchup between two teams that are one team that's trending up and one team that's trending downward. It's the New York Islanders who are traveling to Vancouver to take on the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, I am a little biased here. However, I just okay, I have a hard Canucks. time. I have a hard time seeing the Isles. In Vancouver, they have the cross the whole nation. Probably go one of the farthest travel, one of the farthest trips probably for any team. So they're probably gonna be jet lagged a little. They have to go through customs. Who knows what happens there? And I just can't see them winning at Rogers for some reason. So I gotta go with the Canucks. I don't know about that, Derek. Why? Because this team has won in Vancouver in years past, and they've shown in their history they can win in Vancouver. And with this Islanders team, with the success they've been having with head coach Barry Trotz, I'm going to pick the New York Islanders for that reason. And it's not only because, well, they're going through customs, because they do it consistently because, well, they're on the island and they have to play teams such as that. But... <laughs> Also, you have to take into account they are already on the west side. They will have taken on the Flames and the Oilers by the time they play Vancouver. So that's why they are they are well-rested within the west side of Canada, and they will be taking on a Vancouver Canucks team that, of course, is struggling. So essentially, the playing field is even. And keep in mind, the Canucks do have a losing record at home. That's why I'm picking the Isles in this one. Okay, Danny, we'll see. Now let's move on to the Stadium Series game and the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Philadelphia Flyers. Derek, who's your pick in this game? This is this is one of the games that everyone looks back to at the end of the season saying, wow, I can't believe that of how big of a spectacle this game was. But who comes out on top in this one? Penguins. Why? Crosby, Malkin, uh, Latang, Kessel. Must I go on? 
So you're just naming players' names, but to me, I'm looking for reasons why this, t- why a team's going to win, and you have to look at recent success, and that edge goes to the Flyers because of goaltender Carter Hart and Claude Giroux winning in the faceoff True. circle, who can who can win the puck for the Flyers, and the and they do have shooting presence. That's why I'm picking Philadelphia in this game, Derek. The Penguins are a talented team. They have the cup experience. They have a lot of veterans on that franchise. They have, but uh, we're only talking about one game, and with goaltender Carter Hart, and you know what he can bring. We when also he's saw, on. yeah, we also saw a few nights ago that Crosby and Co. solved Carter Hart. Well, that was, however, one game, and it was very close throughout. At that, and you forgot to mention that point. So that's why I'm picking the Flyers in this game because of the emergence of Carter Hart. Now let's move on to Sunday. And a matchup between the St. Louis Blues, who are traveling to Minnesota to take on the Wild. And it was last week where Derek and I went to head-to-head. And we got quite heated, actually, Derek. Remember that? Sort of. Not really, actually, though. Yeah, that was probably because you don't want to remember what happened to the team that you picked, losing 4 to nothing. Well, this matchup is the same as it was last week. The St. Louis Blues are traveling to Minnesota yet again on a Sunday afternoon matchup. And now it's it seems as if the tides are starting to change. So, Derek, who comes out on top in this one? The Minnesota-St. Louis Blues. Okay, so now you're jumping onto my bandwagon. Okay, you can join me. There's room on it. And I will be doing that, too, because, well, come on. Minnesota is seems to be falling off of a cliff. They're 1-6-3 and three in their last 10, and that's not that's that's not winning hockey. So I'm picking St. Louis in this affair. Now let's shift a few days from Sunday and head over to Tuesday where it, it it's, we'll begin with a rematch for a game that took place on President's Day night where it was the San Jose Sharks hosting the Boston Bruins and boy was it a thriller. It was the Bruins who opened out to a 3-0 lead near the end of the first period before the Sharks responded with a goal late at the end of the first period and it was the Sharks that managed to take a 5-4 lead headline by a Joe Thornton hat-trick but it was a goal by the Bruins very very own batted puck that was that went into net by way of Chris Wagner that tied up the game for the Bruins with under two minutes to go. And then in overtime, Charlie McAvoy scored the game-winning overtime goal to beat the San Jose Sharks 6-5 to in a thriller. So after seeing that and how the Bruins played very well against the San Jose Sharks team, in the rematch here in Boston, I mind you, with the Bruins having pl- having had a record of 21-7-3 at home and the San Jose Sharks with a mere modest record on the road of 16-12-3. I'm taking the Bruins in this game in the rematch to sweep the season series. I'm going with the Sharks. They have a little anger on themselves. They lost in overtime at home to the Bruins. There was a head-to-head matchup back and forth all game long. I gotta go with the Sharks here. Well, this time in the Bruins building. Hang on a second. The sharks are going across the country, but we won't. We won't. Dan, are that. you using that for every time a team goes across the country? I, I'm just saying that it's 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 proven to be quite a factor. So let's move on from that and head over to another game. It's the Islanders. They will finish their West Coast trip to Western Canada, and they will come home and they will bring one of the Western teams. 
with them in the Calgary Flames. Uh, it'll be at home for the Islanders, where it'll be the Islanders in Calgary. And last week in the and last week we did detail that both of us picked the Islanders to beat the Flames, and obviously we we saw the results that happened on Wednesday night. Now, because of this, Derek. Now, who are you picking for the rematch? Are you going to stay with the Islanders, or are you going to pick Calgary? I'm staying home. Staying with the Isles. They're on home ice. If they lost last time, they have to have some motivation then. And they have some talent. They have the very trust by the bench. I have to go with the Isles here. And I believe that's in the Sal Coliseum, too. And they are playing at home, and this Calgary team is a special team to be reckoned with. But I will I will side with you by the aspect of not only the leadership, but also the playmakers that this Islanders team has, and Matthew Barzell, who is really taking control of this team. I'm taking the Islanders in this affair for that reason. Now let's move on to another game on Tuesday night. The Pittsburgh Penguins, who are traveling to Columbus to take on the Columbus Blue Jackets. So, Derek, the Penguins fresh off of a outdoor game, and after those games, there tends to be a letdown for the team in the outdoor game. So that brings up the question, Derek, do the Blue Jackets get the better of the Pittsburgh Penguins right now? Or no. is it fair? No, they, they won't? No, the Blue Jackets are Panarin's ill, and the Blue Jackets are struggling. I don't see them powering up enough points to get past the Pittsburgh Penguins. This is a divisional rivalry, and there and there there could be a outdoor game hangover, and that is possible. I've never heard and, of that. And there is there are and the Blue Jackets are at home. You have to keep that into account. That's why I'm going to take Columbus in what you could say is a minor upset. Now moving on to another matchup between the Nashville Predators and the St. Louis Blues. The Predators right now stand above the St. Louis Blues in the standings, but then again, no team is hotter than St. Louis. So Derek, who comes out on top in this affair? Okay, Danny, between those two teams, the Preds and the Blues, I'm going with the Blues, Jordan Bennington. I mean, we've seen those two teams head to head, but Bennington's been an anchor for them. It's in St. Louis. I mean, it's they've had close games in the past and stuff, but I got to go with the Blues here, Danny. Herb Brooks said that he was sick and tired of the Soviet success. What does that have anything to do with this? And the Predators are sick and tired of the St. Louis Blues winning. That's why I'm picking the road team. I'm picking Nashville to win on the road against the Blues. Weird flex, but okay. Now let's move on to our final game that we're picking in the NHL, and that's an affair between the Dallas Stars and the Vegas Golden Knights, and it's the Stars who are traveling to Las Vegas against a team that has been anemic as of late, but Derek, who's your pick between the Dallas Stars and who are playing against the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, then I left my sword and my armor, my armor outside. Oh, now you bring it out. Okay. <laughs> and it's in the fortress, Danny. Oh yeah. Well, you picked them. You picked the Jets against the Golden Knights. So now you're bringing it out. It seems hypocritical of you. Doesn't mean it can't change it. It's a different team here, Danny. Bandwagon. In the bandwagon. Really? Bandwagon. Why? Just because I have a Vegas shirt and a hat in my uh, dorm room. Bandwagon. Bandwagoner, that's we know people that live there. So um, that's a band. That's a bandwagon uh, type of a move. They are they are a different team at home. 
They are a oh, really good team. Oh, they're a different team. The- oh, but I'm not going to pick them when they're playing against the Winnipeg Jets. Because the Jets are a force. The Jets are a monster. Okay, there's there's Derek's, this is the Dallas Stars. There's, there's Derek's pick <laughs> the for Dallas the Stanley Stars. Cup, the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> Write it up. <laughs> like the Golden Knights won the Cup. Capitals. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, well... You know how I feel about the the Vegas Golden Knights home ice advantage or lack thereof. So that's why I'm picking Dallas in this affair because they how are the hottest team. Now let's move on to Saturday and the WHL game of the week. And it's two teams who are red hot in the, or I shouldn't say red hot, but they have been surging as of late, and they are right in the thick of the playoff picture. They both stand right in the mix, right behind the first place Edmonton Oil Kings in the Central Division standings in the left bridge Hurricanes, who are taking on the Medicine Hat Tigers. And both these two teams have been been known to play very well, albeit they are right within grabbing reach of the first place Edmonton Oil Kings. But this game is in Medicine Hat. Who comes out on top here, Derek Harper? The Tigers. They're on home ice. They're playing the Canes. But you go into the Canalta Center and Medat, and this Tigers team, they beat the winner last Saturday in a shootout in in the Hawks building. And they're just if one of the league forces. They always bow Pretty good team, about second round of the playoffs, I think, first to second round of the playoffs. And they're really one of the best teams in the league that stayed steady over the past few years or even more than that. So I got to go to the Tigers here, Danny. Medicine Hat does have great goaltending from their goaltender, Matt Sugard, who has done a great job for this team. But however, on the other hand, you have to take a look at the other other end of the spectrum, and you are facing Nick Henry and what he has done. He is currently ranked as a ninth-ranked scorer in the Western Hockey League, and not too far behind is Dylan Cozens, who has also done very well for this offense, and it's going to be that offense for the Leftbridge Hurricanes that will carry them over Medicine Hat on this Saturday affair of the WHL Game of the Week. Well, that's all the time that we have on this episode for Across the Blue Line. So once again, for my partner, Derek Harper, it's always a pleasure, man, to do this with Mm -hmm. you. That's for sure, Danny. It's always a fun time. We battle with this, and we'll see you next week. We'll we'll see where the WHL standings are at, and then we'll 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 carry on our picks throughout the season. Coming into the time of this recording, only four points separate the two of us. So we'll find out next week where the standings stand at, and we will carry this on throughout the course of the NHL season, all the way to the end of the regular season and, and into the playoffs, where. Who knows what will happen with our picks competition, and boy, it could get insane. But until that point, we'll have to wait there to get there. So for my broadcast partner, Derek Harper, I'm Danny Buck saying so long for yet another episode of Across the Blue Line, powered by 88 Wonderberg and the Wildcat Sports Radio Network.